Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Ooh, 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 I got an amazing show lined up for you today. I can't wait to introduce my guest, who I'll introduce to you in just a moment, somebody I've mentioned on the show many, many times. Um, but first, of course, very quickly, I'm going to go through uh, my little quote from my book, Everyday Awakening, um, just to uh, kick us off. And this is actually a really good section for today. And this section is entitled, Standing Up for Ourselves is Not Selfish, It is How We Meet Our Needs. For some of us, the lesson of standing up for ourselves is a big one. We have been taught to be nice and not cause trouble. We give in too easily to others' demands, or we do not ask for what we want or need. There is a better way to show up. We can stand up for ourselves without being belligerent. We can stand up for ourselves and ask for what we need without getting emotional. We can stand up for ourselves by simply saying no. Standing up for ourselves does not mean we are being selfish. It does not mean we are being self-centered. It only means that we value ourselves and our needs. We if we all learned to stand up for ourselves in a firm yet gentle manner, life would be clearer. Boundaries would be more evident. Desires would be more out in the open. When our desires do not match what the other is willing or able to give, we can walk away without any hard feelings. Expectations would be clear from the start. Our positions at work and at home would be apparent. And because all of these things would be more recognizable, we would actually receive more of what we need. What kind of world would we be living in if that were the case? Where can you be standing up for yourself more in your life? Where can you make your yeses and your noes clearer? So this section of my book I wrote, um, a while ago, and it really kind of came about uh, because of this idea of, of learning to stand up and say no. Uh, because so often, at least for myself, I don't know about any of you, my listeners, but so for myself, I used to say yes, way, way, way too much. Um, and it, it depleted me. Um, and, and then after a while, it's like, I wasn't able to really give the other person what they really needed. And it also enabled them to kind of keep leaning on me. And and in a way I was carrying, um, whether it was a friend, a client, whoever. And so when I started to stand up for myself and, and, and working with some of my own clients to do the same, I realized that you know, sometimes when you've been saying yes so much, and all of a sudden you learn to say no, you can be a little forceful about it. You can be a little uh, challenging around it. But um, we don't have to be so difficult about it. We actually can be very gentle and and much more able to um, say no, but not in a in an angry way, not in a challenging way. We just say no from a point of view of this is not what's serving me in the moment. And if I am going to serve you, I need to take care of myself first. 
And so this, this section, standing up for ourselves is not selfish. It is how we meet our needs. This goes out to all of you, my loyal listeners, who maybe spend a little bit too much time taking care of other people and not enough time taking care of yourself. It is okay to say no. You don't have to say no, like, no, I'm not doing that. It can be just, no, not today, not now, maybe later, but not now. We can say no, stand up, be firm without being belligerent. And I think that's something that we're all learning right now. It's learning to meet our own needs and and allowing other people to meet their needs as well but without being antagonistic about it. And I think these days we all need a little more kindness and gentleness in our lives. Okay, I'm going to move on and bring on my guest because she is an extremely special woman to me, um, a friend, a mentor, a teacher, uh, a fellow unicorn. Um, it is my pleasure to welcome to the show uh, Jennifer Huff. Jennifer is the president of The Wide Awakening, and she is the author of the brand new book out today, Unstuck, and founder of the largest integrative nutrition practice in Canada, and founded the first mentorship program for complementary entrepreneurs for over two decades. She is an expert in practical applied physics. We're going to talk a lot about physics today. She has mentored doctors, executives, and thought leaders globally. Her passion is to make physics practical after working with mystics, scientists, and shamans from eight different countries to free herself of her own struggle with chronic fatigue and self-sabotage. She's been on international stages, radio, TV, and podcasts, and has authored, co-authored countless books and articles. It is my pleasure to welcome Jennifer Huff. Jennifer, welcome to to Conscious Consultant Hour. I am so happy to be here, Sam, especially with you, my friend. And uh, what an honor to be here on the day that our book launches. I'm so excited. I'm so happy um, to have you on the show today. And I know how important it is having gone through my own book launch, you know, just just a uh, a year and a half ago. Um, And so I want to get into it because your your book Unstuck, it's the the subtitle is The Physics. The Physics of Getting Out of Your Own Way. Physics of Getting. Which people recognize, get out of your own way. But, right. you know, it's like a saying, it's like a colloquialism. But what's really interesting is if I was to be truly accurate, it would be get out of life's way, get out of consciousness's way, get out of the universe's way, get out of physics way. Because we, you know, everything is coming to us and we get in the way of it by trying to control and make predictable our lives. And that's not the way we're designed. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I, I just, I really want to dive into it because this is a subject that I love. My first major when I was in college was physics, uh, way, way, way back when in the Stone Age. I, I remember um, I had, um, uh, you know, work study. I used to make some money and I was working for the um, uh, assistant of the department in the physics department. And I actually got mm-hmm. to work in the lab where we created some holograms 
way back when, like the old ways where you had a, the laser beam coming out, refracted yep. out two different ways mm-hmm. and coming and hitting the plate in the middle and how to do it in complete darkness. And, and very quickly, it was, it was a lot of fun. But, you know, t- to some people, physics is like a scary word. Like they think physics, they think math, science. Oh, no, that's like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I can deal with that. Um, so, so tell me, how do we make physics practical? Like, how do we use physics to improve our day-to-day life today in today's world? Well, there are a few, you know, let's put it this way. The scientists that study physics, the PhDs that run around uh, doing all the work with the equations and the mathematics and debate each other and have amazing conversations that we get to witness. Um, those people, men and women these days, which is fun, mm-hmm. they, they are in the realm of discovery. I feel as though from listening to their conversations that we're just on the you know very tip of this gigantic iceberg of information that, um, that's going to be really fascinating, but my job was never to get, to go, to go deep into the numbers, the mathematics, the, all of that kind of stuff. Albeit I'm an economist. So that's about numbers started university in accounting. That's all about numbers. My favorite teacher in high school was a PhD in physics. That was all about all sorts of really cool things. Mm -hmm. The way we make it practical is we take what we can show actually works and apply it to everyday life. Take what is known. So here are some, let's talk about three, three things that for me um, are fairly foundational. So this simplifies all the numbers and the equations and the craziness of all of that and puts it into our hands in a way that we can walk around the world. So one thing is that everything at some level is frequency. At one dimension, it's all frequency. It's all um, at a certain frequency and is emanating out um, into all of the dimensions, a certain vibration that, um, so our mood in particular, let's talk about our mood. Okay. Oh, our mood has a certain frequency and we're like sender receivers. We have 50 trillion cells, give or take 25 trillion. And those 50 trillion cells, depending on which biologist you talk to, they have both receptor sites that receive frequency and they also have a sender emitters of frequency. So we're sending and receiving frequency constantly. This is not a woo-woo, crunchy granola, Birkenstock wearing concept. Not that I don't love my Birkenstocks. <laughs> but this is, this is really a, a uh, biophysical reality mm-hmm. to the point of you can measure trees sending and receiving frequencies to each other. You could actually take a little device, hook it up to a leaf, 
hook it up. You can hear the trees literally talking to each other through frequencies that we can't right. hear with our ears. So these frequencies that we emit, we can't hear with our ears. We don't pick up through ears. But in all consciousness, through our mood, we're telling, uh, we're telling life that this is where I'm at. Now, we're free. We can emit whatever mood we want. We can be in whatever mood we want. Right. However, that mood tells consciousness because we're free-willed. We get to choose the paradigm. I'm, I'm not going to say thought because for me, thought, changing your thoughts is okay, but it doesn't change, you know, changing your thoughts doesn't change your belief and changing right. your beliefs doesn't change the paradigm in which you live about life. So what we're talking about right now is a paradigm shift, right? Not a belief right. shift. This is just an is. Right. Okay. So we give off a mood and that frequency goes out and consciousness, because we have free will and this in the, in the design Consciousness responds to us based on the mood that we emit because we have free will. Why would we emit anything that we didn't want to live in? And so now how consciousness responds to us is by giving us circumstances that kind of match the frequency of our mood. And if you notice, um, as you get worse and worse, it's interesting how things, your circumstances (laughs) seem to get worse and worse, right? Right. there's a biological aspect of that called your reticular activating device in your brain that collects evidence for things that match your frequency because what you tell your brain you're interested in, it starts looking for, but even physics, even consciousness itself, the, the waveforms and the quanta are responding to the mood that you're in. So what a simple, so that's number one, that's such a simple thing to pay attention right. to, Right. 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 So it's sort of, it's kind of that phrase of like, how we show up in the world determine how the world looks to us. Yes, but most people are running around trying to change their thoughts and beliefs. The paradigm shift that I like to work in, because I am so not interested in the slow track. Mm. The slow track is to shift. And actually, this is a concept I talk about in the book. The slow track is to shift your thoughts or to work on your beliefs. And I realized it's like, this is taking way too long. There has yeah. to be another way without spiritually bypassing your journey to um, quantum leap or, or transition quickly, more quickly, more efficiently, using the laws of physics into embodying the amount of flow and blessings we were supposed to live in. And we all know it. We can feel it. We can feel the call, that urgent call that life can be more, that our life can be more meaningful. It's just we're trying to get there by analyzing what isn't working, which puts attention on the right. stuff that brings your mood down. Right. So it's like the more we focus on that stuff, the more we, uh, uh, that's where our energy goes. Like the more we yeah. look at something that upsets us, the more upset we get. The more, well, but it, yeah, yeah, yes. And it's tricky, right? Right. Because how do you transition without focusing? Like, hello, how do we, yeah. which is the question that I asked. And I appreciate you saying that, Sam, because, yeah. yeah. So, so let's hold that and let's answer that question when we come back from break, because time for us to take our first break. And, and yeah, so let's talk about, because what you said, I think is so key, which is how do we get through things the mo- quickest way, most efficiently, but without bypassing, without spiritually bypassing? Because if we don't pay attention to what we're really feeling, it ain't going away. We're right. still going to carry that with us. So right. 
So, so let's, let's cut, start with that when we come back. So everybody, please stay tuned to this juicy conversation. We're just getting started here on the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, which we do every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook. And we will be right back with my dear friend, Jennifer Huff, after these messages. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I'm so, so happy to have my dear friend, uh, teacher, mentor, Jennifer Huff with me today. So we were talking before the break about how do we most efficiently change our way of being in the world, but without bypassing, without spiritually bypassing, emotionally bypassing, without like ignoring really our feelings, right? Because if, if, if we're feeling angry, upset, depressed, whatever it is, if we just ignore it, that's not going to change things. We're still going to be dragging that energy around with us, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not that I've ever lived through that at all. But um, even it's interesting how you started the show about really doing and speaking what is what we request, what we require, uh, gently but firmly in that land of knowing. It's really an act of love, right? Mm-hmm. So it partly includes 
actually being able to do that, you know, that, that becomes an important aspect of this. And, but it, but it's a step along the way. One of the beginnings, we need to sort of have a context for being willing first of all, to Mm. question how we've evolved, Sam. Okay. So just even our listeners, just, just your listeners really. And everyone (laughs) that's listening right now, everybody just breathe for a second. Mm-hmm. Everybody just breathe. Consider that even since the time of Jung and Freud, there was this idea that we had to analyze through dreams or, you know, whatever, whatever was going on. I studied social psychology as a minor. And uh, one of the things that I found really interesting is that everything was about analysis. Yeah. And if you could figure out why, and it's built into society, Sam, yep. it's built into society to figure out the why of everything, because we think that if we just figure out the why, we'll actually be able to shift something. But the problem is we're going into the why from the vibration, the mood of the thing that's bothering us. Right. right? So right. usually when we are headed to the, you know, therapist, or we're headed to the, whoever it is, there's someone like me, someone like you, when you're setting and headed into the medicine journey, we're headed into the whatever thing that we're doing, whatever, wherever we're doing it. We're going in with the frequency of the thing that we're upset at or stuck on, or that's not working. And so a long time ago, what was happening with me is I realized that I was breaking up every relationship that I was in and Mm. I wanted to figure out why. Mm. And I realized that through figuring out why I was constantly trying to fix myself, fix the other person, fix everything. I was being introspect. I was taking courses and it was so slow. There was no way if, if, you know, I'm an extension of creation itself, and so are you, and so is everybody. And creation wants to expand upon itself. Man, that was not a very expansive way of approaching it. So I started <laughs> to question, how do we do this? How do we do this without spiritually bypassing what is coming up? So I had to be able to be willing to let go of the way that whatever the way was that I was transmuting stuff and going through stuff because it was too slow. Right. And I knew faster was available. So Then what happened was I decided to play a game and I started dating one man every night for 30, for 30, for 30 days. Now I think I got to 27, um, all platonic, all fun. Some of them were doubles. You know, some of them, I went out with the same person twice or three times. And, um, but you'll notice there was no analyzing. I started to discover what there was about myself and about my understanding of men. And I started to understand men more and realize that the entire framework of how I looked at the kingdom of men was incorrect because I grew up with all girls. Even my dog was a girl. Oh. My dad wasn't home very much. So no framework for men. So all of a sudden I realized, hey, dudes are pretty cool. They're fun. You know, like I like these guys. And this gotcha. is funny. So this is the beginning of me changing the framework for how I approached everything. I no longer, re- I, I realized that coming up in frequency and mood and understanding, changing my paradigm about men actually was a much more powerful way to approach uh, my shift 
than actually going and analyzing why my relationships weren't working. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Right. It's really a curiosity about the entire paradigm that I'm stuck on and playing with it. I played a game, curious on the uh, adventure, having fun. I was looking to come up in frequency, curious. So here comes the second caveat. One must also know physics. So here's that second principle. Remember, we talked about the first right. one. Yeah. So the second principle is, As soon as you have a problem or a question or a concern or a struggle, there is no time in physics. That's a creation in three dimensions. Time doesn't exist in other dimensions. So the instant you have a problem, you can't have a problem in physics without having multiple versions of solutions available to the seven and a half billion people in seven and a half billion forms that would Mm -hmm. actually address all the different versions of that problem in the ways with this history and this ancestry and these past lives and all that kind of stuff. Like physics is cool and powerful, (laughs) right? There are answers. So if you, if it's not like, um, it used to be like, really, are there answers? So I Mm -hmm. developed this evidence journal where I would collect evidence for how when I would shift okay. my frequency, how would I would do a lot of all this work? I'd have this evidence journal. And eventually I'm like, hmm, okay, it seems to be working. And I just got over and I said, no, this is the way it works. I have enough evidence now. My mm-hmm. mind is just mm-hmm. right. So I had to chain, I had to be willing to know. I had to be willing to make the leap after enough evidence, but my mind came to peace that the answer is always there. And the key is to catch my frequency up to where the answers are, not to analyze the living daylights from where the answers are at the frequency of the problem I'm having. You with me so far? Gotcha. Yeah. So it's kind of like what Einstein said, that you can't solve a problem you're in with the same level of thinking that got you into the problem. Hello. We kind of have to transcend that into, uh, you can say, a higher or a different or a new way of being, a new way of seeing things, we we have to go beyond what we've done in order to um, resolve the situation that we're in at the time we're in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what's important to say here too, is like, how is that not spiritually bypassing? Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because that's the question you asked. It's like, so how is that not spiritually bypassing? Right. Well, so Oh my gosh, Sam, it's, it's such a juicy topic for me because my journey has been all about this, right? So Mm -hmm. how it's not spiritually bypassing is this, that what I realized is that everyone has a different operating system, Mm. even beyond, you know, Enneagram things and, uh, you know, personality types, personality types, all that kind of stuff. There are operating systems to men and women, not that all men and women fit them, but there's a general way of operating. There's a general way of operating if you're a type A. There's a general operating system if you're born to a certain kind of parent. There are operating systems going on in the background. And what I realized is that if we bring our frequency up 
we will be able to receive according to the kind of operating system we have, the way we plug into the world. My operating system was based on having lots of eye operations, being incredibly shy, you know, um, being taller than everyone, having curly hair, being a woman versus a man that my parents were kind of, uh, they were expecting a boy and I was a girl, you know, there are multiple things going on. Gotcha. And um, I received answers about what it's like to be a man and what it's about like to be some of the men that I was dating. Cause I didn't want to generalize about people. Mm-hmm. And those insights actually informed the thing I was struggling with about me in relationships. Mm-hmm. I got the answer I needed, not by examining in the frequency in frustration, trying to get the why from the frequency of the problem. Mm-hmm. I played a game to get to the frequency of the answer. And by the way, I didn't even have to play that game. I could have gone and done, you know, I could have gone and done what I'm doing right now is going away on retreat, going hiking, doing things. I already had like five insights while I was doing my sit-ups this morning, mm-hmm. you know, just, Oh my God, I left spaciousness. And yeah. I feel really good. And I had a bath and Epsom salts, like so uh, awesome. You see what I mean? And yeah. so what happens is we run around frantically looking for answers, which of course, franticness is not going to get you the answers. Right. Instead of divining spaciousness in our lives mm. and getting to the frequency where the answers lie and they come in so much. I mean, people who are successful do this really well. Yes. And they're happy. It's not success, just successful. I've right, seen people right, be right. successful. They're billionaires, but they're not happy. Yes, yes. So hopefully happiness and fulfillment is part of the equation. I don't Comes know if in. that makes sense, Sam. No, totally, totally. Um, you know, I often quote Geshe Michael Roach, who wrote the book, The Diamond Cutter, who mm-hmm. took all these Buddhist principles and applied them to business. And one of them, one of the things he said was he negotiated when he got this job at a diamond company to have Wednesdays off and he wouldn't do any work. He would go take a hike, go meditate, be in the woods, wouldn't have a phone cool. with him or anything because he he showed his boss how he would be more productive when he came back because he'd had all these new ideas because he was fresh and how like when we're constantly like as they say our nose to the grindstone all the time right it it it, it zaps our creativity it zaps our energy our frequency starts to go down and we need to replenish our frequency to bring it back. And when we have that spaciousness, this is one of the reasons why I love ceremony so much because it's like you taking a night off to just be with yourself and be with people and disconnecting from our usual way of being. And because we give ourselves that space, there's room for those new insights, those new uh, ahas, those new things that then we take in and really mean something to us. Yeah, which brings up the third principle of physics, which probably to me is the most important. Great. And we'll get to that third principle right after these messages. Um, Everybody, please stay tuned. I hope you're really getting a lot of this conversation. I I love this stuff. I love this stuff. And uh, I'm so grateful, Jennifer, you had the time to come on the show today. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And we'll be right back after this. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. 
every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're having a wonderful conversation today with my dear friend Jennifer Huff um, around you applying physics to our day-to-day life to make a better life for ourselves, which is what she talks about all in her brand new book available today, Unstuck. Um, so Jennifer, we went through the first principle and the second principle briefly, just to remind our audience, what is the first principle and second principle? So the first principle is around frequency. Mm-hmm. And it's about how consciousness can only respond. You will only receive according to the frequency that you're at, even right. though there are multiple more beautiful, expansive answers and that you have free will to choose your mood based on how you're plugged into life at that moment. Right. So the, and, no- and number two is, and number two is around how, how you're really you're really a receptor and a unique receptor mm-hmm. for answers the answers of which are immediately created like immediately created in physics like there is no time if you have a problem that answer will be available to anyone anyway you'd imagine you can imagine with everything that's going on right now how many answers there are <laughs> Right. And yeah, right, exactly. There's not just one answer. No. There's not even just two. There's like multiple. There's like an infinite number of answers. It's just we, where we're at in a way kind of limits what we can see. Mm-hmm. But when we can broaden our vision, take that space, right? Get some yeah. spaciousness. We yeah. can now see many, many more answers. That's it. That's All it. Right. And so, but it's even for different people, right? So, right. So there is an answer that 
resolves political strife for all people. It resolves sideism. It resolves mm-hmm. uh, for everyone. It, it, it's like a, what I call it is a third entity answer mm-hmm. that actually brings everyone into flow. The third entity is when there's one side and another side, which of right. course there's many sides to everything, but I'm just right. calling it the third entity because there seems to be these people and these people, and then there's that on vaccines, on COVID, on, you know, there's all sorts of different places where we have sideism right now. Right. So what happens is I'm not really interested in the sides. I'm interested in the really amazing, expansive third entity resolutions. And the more people that get interested in that, and the more people are interested in their frequency and in shifting paradigms, the more we get to line up with the things that we've never seen, you know, instead, and the more we argue, sides mm-hmm. the more we get reasons to argue because as soon as right. you show consciousness people what you're interested in you just get more of it so right. um so you know it's as simple as that so the third yes number three is dun, dun, dun. you want to guess sam <laughs> <laughs> i would never dare dare steal steal your thunder <laughs> so um so as we So I love this one because it's one that we, I think when we forget this one, it causes the most problems. Mm. Okay. Or if we don't know it (laughs) in the first place, it causes the most problems. And you and I have talked about this through, you know, flight school, through different Mm -hmm. vehicles. Um, And you don't really get it until you get it. Mm. So I'm sure Many of your listeners have heard before, you know, we're made of cells. Human beings are made of cells. And then those cells are made of, you know, molecules. And the molecules are made of atoms. And the atoms are made of protons, neutrons, and electrons, which we're still in chemistry versus physics. Right. You know, beyond in the subatomic space and between the atoms and Mm through the atoms, never mind between the atoms, even through the atoms, there's something else. Right. And those waveforms and those gravitational forces and those uh, quantum particles and those quarks and those, you name it, magnetics are all different dimensions of our reality. And depending on which asset, you know, we're talking about in terms of dark matter, some mm-hmm. might say that um, some might say that 67%, that's the amount of uh, explainable, or that's the amount of our reality that isn't, isn't explainable. Only right. 3% is explainable. Right. That's like two thirds of our reality isn't even explained. <laughs> it lies in the realm of, of, you know, no, subatomic, I'm not even going to say subatomic, beyond atomic yeah. science, right? right? So then we talk about, so think about it. But if you talk in terms of if we're not talking about dark matter, we could talk about a whole other realm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends who's um, a, a Hopi grandmother says that it's 99.39%. It's like, that's just science looking at itself, not even understanding that it's way uh, bigger than that. Right. That 99.39% of us is, you know, unknown. We, we, we're not even touching the surface of it. 
and that there it's all quantum. Well, mm-hmm. Sam, if that's true, we run around operating in 3D. You know, right. you and I, you know, you were just talking about this awesome program in podcasting. And it's like, that's, that's awesome. In 3D, we need to know 3D things. There's 3D things we need right. to know, right? How do I live in this world? How do I fill my water bottle? How do I, you know, get from A to B? Right. Practical you, stuff. Practical stuff, you know, and in your mind, the mind of consciousness, and in your brain, we start wiring ourselves to how to operate in 3D. But we're more than 99.39, if you believe that, mm-hmm. percent metaphysical. So think of how much time you spend presencing yourself to consciousness with 50 trillion cells sending and receiving photon packages of light back and forth to and from infinite wisdom. How much time do you spend a day? Do you spend 99.39% of the day? <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> right. And so people run around, we run around operating from the physical and being oblivious to how much we're being, listen, dude, it's, it's crazy. This is how I first came to this because I realized I was at, at talking to my physics teacher um, in uh, grade 12 and uh, his name is Dr. Koja. He was from Nigeria. He had a PhD in physics, but when he moved to Canada, he couldn't keep his, it, like his PhD oh, didn't apply. Didn't right? transfer over. So yeah. I ended up with a PhD. Like, I love that. That wow. was the having my back, right? <laughs> so, uh, so I'm having these conversations and I'm thinking to myself, well, dude, like if we're, if most of us isn't explainable <laughs> and most of us isn't, you know, 3D. And then how is my, I asked him, I said, how is my heart beating? And how is my blood pumping? Right. How is my every, how is all that stuff happening? And he said, Jennifer. There is so much going on that I know a little bit about, and there's so much going on that we're going to explain, but this law of physics says that all of that stuff is not some crunchy granola thing, okay? It's not, it's not a new age principle. All of that is happening through the multidimensional reality of who we are. And when we start to embody, and, and Sam, you know, I went through 12 different principles not 12 different principles, 12 different areas of life in the Mm -hmm. book Mm -hmm. where you can apply the principle of us being both infinite and living through 3D and being able to apply it to like your health and your your, um, relationships, to your monetary well-being, to your ability to be both, you know, expansive and in 3D, to your ability to download what your greater guidance is saying. It goes through every single area, actually practically having, bringing that relationship together into a third entity. Instead of us being 3D or multi-D, it's what's this third entity human that's completely embodied. So um, it's the most, when we forget that, everything becomes struggle and hard. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's kind of, you mentioned it before it's, you're talking about really shifting a way of being like changing an operating system. You know, I'd love the fact that 
computers are like everywhere now. So people kind of get like there's, you know, hardware, there's software, you know, we all use these terms now to describe the way we operate that, you know, 50 years ago, we didn't have this kind of language. But this idea of an operating system, this basic programs that run just all of our day-to-day stuff, that they're based on something. And that when we can change those basic assumptions, those basic awarenesses, that that's when we can now shift into a whole new way of being, a whole different way of being that can actually make life more fun, more enjoyable, more fulfilling, instead of a life filled with hardship and struggle and pain. Well, that's where our superpowers come in to me, Mm -hmm. those multidimensional superpowers that actually can marry and we're using them. It's just most people don't realize that they're using them. And, um, you know, I love to show people how that, how we're wired to greater consciousness to yeah. be able to live a quantum leap life in yeah. 3D. We don't, it doesn't have to be filled with struggle. And as we embody those abilities, things get much easier and more enjoyable. So absolutely, absolutely, a way of doing that, yeah, wonderful. So it, it's I could talk with you for hours. We got to take our last break of the show, yeah. and when we come back, I just want to talk a little bit more about the book. Mm-hmm. Um, what, why you came out with it now, and what can people expect oh, yeah. from from digging into this book? Okay, yep, yep, yep. awesome. So everybody, please. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc, all over Facebook Live. And we will be right back with Jennifer Huff after these messages. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. So, Jennifer, you just came out with this book, Unstuck. Why is now the right time for it? And, and what can people really expect from, from delving into this book? Well, you know, this book has been a long time coming. <laughs> I'm so glad we get to talk about it, Sam. Um, what they can expect is, well, the 12 middle chapters is an intro and uh, an intro that really gives a sense of why this book is being birthed now. And then the chapters are about practical application of the practical application of physical principles, telling a story either from my life or from a client's life. I get pretty personal about certain things Mm -hmm. And then what happens is at the end is there is an exercise because you know, me, I'm not, you know, being a talking head is not my favorite thing. Actually bringing practical uh, experiential things that people can do that actually assist us to embody the principles of being a third entity, you know, I always say there's, you know, speaking of two sides, there's the masculine of us, the feminine, feminine of us. And then there's the human of us, the H-U-M-I-N-E, you know, not the A-I-N, but the I-N-E. That's the third entity, human. And a human being is neither masculine or feminine. It's the embodiment of all the, all the multidimensional aspects and the 3D where the creations get to play out. You know, we get to use our yummy skills to play out some amazing creations like books and podcasts and whatever, babies <laughs> for that. <laughs> and so, and so how do we do that? How do we do that in a way that transcends the struggle of living in 3D? Mm-hmm. How do we do that as a fully embodied human? And I'm going to say something a little controversial. And that is that we're not here to ascend to Mm. some greater consciousness so that we don't have to be on earth anymore. That's a very karmic principle. Yeah. We were already ascended before our spirits came into this body. We wanted to come into this body. I mean, we were already there. Why do we want to go back there? (laughs) Why does the spirit want to go back there? We're here because we were designed as incredible creators. It's just for a lot of people, it's not fun. Right. Because they don't understand how alchemical they are. Mm. You know, it is supposed to be fun. So this book is about embodying, getting the exercises, at least to start the journey Mm. of embodying the skill sets to be able to live in that degree of flow and enjoyment, Mm. right? Real enjoyment of life, fulfillment, following the call of the sense of urgency inside that says that I know that I was born for a reason or many reasons. And I just want to create and creation upon creation. I know it doesn't have to be this hard. So each of the 12 exercises is can be done independently or can be done one after the other and um and and before we do the exercise every chapter opens you 
to mm. the the portal, let's say, the portal of the possibility of being embodied in that particular area of life, like I was talking mm. about before the break. Mm. So I would say um I would say that there's going like I I imagine just writing it down gave me such relief to sink into mm. that information being out in the world. Yeah. I just imagine people getting such relief to know that what they intuitively know is possible is actually written down and can be experienced through the exercises. And Sam, the only other thing I want to say about it is chapter 11 is oddly enough, chapter um, 11 is a beautiful chapter all about um, possibility of, of those superpowers and we do it live. So chapter 11 is the, the, the outline of it is in the book. But mm-hmm. to talk about superpowers, you have to experience them. So we're mm-hmm. so part of what we're going to do is um, get as many people coming live with us who's bought the book, who have bought the book. And, mm-hmm. um, I usually do that workshop as a, a paid workshop, and we're right. going to do it live with everyone who purchases the book. It's a two and a half hour workshop, so um, all about your superpowers and how to embody them. So that's my favorite aspect that just kind of that's what came through me as I was writing the book is like oh this chapter I have to do it live with people how am I going to do it and then I realized mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it live, live. <laughs> so, wonderful yeah. so since you brought it up where should people go to find out more information about this if the um, where do they get the book all that other good stuff Right. So to make sure that you're registered for that workshop and to mm-hmm. make sure, well, get the information to get registered at least and to buy the book, you can go to www.thewideawakening.com forward slash unstuck. As a matter of fact, yeah. go figure. <laughs> Imagine that. You just follow the name of the book. Right. So the, the, the website, Jennifer's website, and you can find out all about her programs in general is www.thewideawakening.com. Um, but if you go to thewideawakening.com slash unstuck, you'll get the information specific about the book and this this free class that Jennifer is very generously uh, giving yeah. out to people. Um, one last question. Why did you call this book unstuck? <laughs> well, <laughs> I was trying in this time, you know, in this time where so many are going through so much. There's so much, there's so many people um, dying without their family near. Yeah. There are so many um, fears and people confining, like restricting, feeling tension in their body. Um, There are so many people feeling like, you know, they're locked away with their loved ones and, you know, not knowing how to transcend what's going on in their households, you know, their kids are around all the time. Some of them, it's just their sweetie pie. And, and, you know, we weren't designed to be cooped up with one person (laughs) all the time or five people or whatever it is for you. Right. And so everything right now is in our faces. Yeah. There could not, you know, even about our health, um, how part of what we talk about in the book is, even about how do we use our superpowers? I love this. 
even a really well-known te- metaphysical teacher right now who gets thousands of people in his courses, he's talking about, he's doing research, I think it's Dispenza, he's doing research on um, how your cells, um, anyways, I, I'm not sure if, if I'm even at, at, but let's just say there's a way to prevent viruses from entering your cells. Mm. And I've seen that holographically for years and we've been working on it. And they're starting to be proof. Ah. And so my, you know, we've been doing that for years. And this work for me is as much about the health. It's as much about the mental well-being. It's as much about being able to receive ideas, being able to receive solutions and love. And the more contrast there is, the more the solutions are, are right there. And how do we live in the flow with all of that? Because we're either going to get a thousand times more miserable, or we're going to take advantage of these times where solutions that have never, there are being birthed from the amount of contrast, and we're going to catch up to those. So for me, it's called unstuck because we've been going in circles for a long time as humanity and individually. And for me, re- we're not stuck traditionally because mm-hmm. there's no such thing as stuck. Okay. But right. perceptually as a human, and for most people to look like we're stuck because we keep recreating the same thing over and over again, that is not stuck. That's just not using our free will and mm-hmm. our consciousness to create something new. And so unstuck means going from recreating the same thing over and over again to actually creating a new in the spiral of, mm-hmm. of the vortex of the middle of the toroidal field that literally gives us life. Right. And if we were to join <laughs> that toroidal field, all of a sudden the energy gets, it's like releasing, releasing the energy of the pure potential that we were born into. And, um, and that's the sense of urgency people are feeling. How do I transcend that? That's why it's called unstuck. Yeah, it's it's, it's going from a circle to a spiral is only a yeah. one little one degree change from where you started. So if we just make that little bit of change, we, yeah. we, we spiral up instead of continuing to go in a circle. Jennifer, thank you so much. I could literally, and I have talked to you for hours. <laughs> True. Um, I cannot recommend her book Unstuck enough. I've worked with Jennifer for the last year. I've known her for years. My loyal listeners, you guys know, I don't easily promote people. I don't like, you know, say, go buy this or go do that so easily. But this is something I feel very strongly about. You want to go pick up this book and come to that class. I am looking forward to it. I will be there. I guarantee you. And and I'm so grateful. And as a matter of fact, I think you're going to see a little bit more of Jennifer on the network. Not that you oh, didn't just hey, see hey. her on Pat's show this morning at 10 a.m. and now my show. But uh, in the future, I think you might be seeing a little bit more of her on uh, it Talk could Radio. Happen. It could happen. <laughs> it's in the realm of possibility. I love you, Sam Leibowitz. I love you too, Jennifer. Thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in today. Remember, if you missed any part of today's show, um, you can always catch the replay on talkradio.nyc or on all the podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, where everywhere. Just search for the Conscious Consultant Hour and you will find it. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you tune in next week. We have another great guest coming on board. We will talk to you next week. 
XYZ. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.